Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Okay, everybody shout, take your shot. I love that. I don't know why I'm speaking in this series because I'm not the basketball player, but I'm glad to be here. And your worship sounded amazing today. Man, isn't it good to come where you can feel joy and hope and life? Isn't that a good thing? Can you push your hands together for your church? That's good stuff. Don't ever, don't ever take that for granted. Don't ever take that for granted. My name is Scott. I have the joy of pastoring Free Life Chapel in Lakeland, Florida. That's 35 miles from Mickey Mouse, in case you're wondering where that is. And uh, we get to hang out there and have a blast pastoring with my wife, Cindy. I'm married a Puerto Rican, y'all. Yes, I did. Gloria a Dios, burrito chimichanga. That's about as far as my Spanish goes. But uh, that's how we roll. And so uh, anyway, but it's really good to be with you because it's not a white crowd. It's not a brown crowd. It's not a black crowd. It's just a crowd of Jesus lovers. That's what I love like this right here. Just all that. You all look like our church, a big old crayon box church. Thank you for bringing your shade to the box today. It's so good to see you right where you along. I'm so glad you're here. I've got to say very quickly, I love your pastors. Uh, pastors Brad and Ashley are the real deal. Isn't it good to be with authentic people that love Jesus, love people? Watch this. And have a vision for what God wants to do, that you're not in a place that's stuck. I'll talk about that more in a minute. But that's a blessing. Don't ever take them for granted. In the Bible, there was this guy named Gideon, and he had 300 warriors with him, and they were facing this impossible battle. And God said, here's the formula how you're going to win. When I say the time is right, I want you to blow these trumpets, but I want you to shout out loud the sword of the Lord and Gideon. Two things. He said, I want you to declare, and if you'll do this, you're going to win a crazy battle. Watch this. Declare your Lord, but also declare your leader. Know your Lord, but know your leader. And if you'll put them together, there'll be crazy, amazing victories in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, do not take this bearded wonder down here for granted. This, he's got, I've got beard envy right here. And where's the other beard? That, right there. Oh, my God. We got Duck Dynasty in the place, and I'm loving all of it. But I'm just telling you, I, I can't do that. I'm not man enough. It looks good. Don't take this man for granted. Don't take his voice for granted. If you do, you'll make him your preacher instead of your pastor, and that's dangerous. Make sure you keep elevating his voice and say, if that's what God gave that man, he's speaking to my life because that celebration means something to heaven. It'll mean something to you. One more time, would you put your hands together for your pastors today and just let them know you love them, honor them. I love you. I love you. And it's a joy. It's a joy to serve uh, Transformation Church 2.0 and what's happening here. And my friend right here in the front row, that's not just my friend. That's my brother. We've done things in camo that we've almost got arrested. Well, I shouldn't tell that. But I'm just, I love you. We've got some memories that have just made my world better. And thank you for your friendship, your brotherhood, Dan Livingston. I love you, sir. I honor you, Pastor Kathy. Thank you for who you all are to us. Would you let, yeah, you can celebrate that voice, that heart as well. You're blessed, TC. You're blessed. So, Let's get into this. Take, take your shot. I love this series. I love that idea. How many of you glad you get a second shot with Jesus? Has anyone ever missed the first shot? Second shot? Third shot? But we can play on the rebound, right? Hey. We, we, we play life on the rebound sometimes. And that's exactly what this is all about. Because you know why? It's easy to get shut down. It's easy to get stuck in life. 
I, I hate getting stuck in traffic. I live in Florida. We're between Tampa and Orlando. You never know. You're just going to get shut down on I-4. Pack a lunch if you're going to Orlando because you may be eating your lunch on I-4, on the interstate, because you just never know. Uh, has, have you ever seen someone who got stuck in a certain style of clothes? And they're like, okay, it's, it's 2019. Come on out of the 60s. Let's go. Keep coming. Don't raise your hand. Just keep looking this way. Uh, people get, get, get stuck in their minds, stuck in a career, stuck in jobs. There's all kinds of things. Have you ever been to the DMV? You've been stuck before. You know what? Just stand in line and just deal with that, right? Being stuck is so frustrating. But there are some folks that get stuck in low expectations. They get stuck with no dream. That the goal this week is to suck air, hopefully draw a paycheck, pay the bills, and do it again next week. That is stuck. That's flatlining in life. You and I have the promise that we can live stronger than that. Not stuck in a routine, but living truly in the blessings of God. Listen to what Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says. I'm going to give you scripture so you really know this is spiritual. Check this out. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. Watch this. Doing good can make you weary. Doing the right thing. Not, 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 not doing crazy. I'm just doing the right. Some of y'all got, got ran down doing the wrong thing. We all did the wrong thing for a while. I found Jesus and man, okay, my life is better. But the truth of the matter is this. Even doing good, you can get weary. Don't become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Ah, don't give up. That, that little phrase right there is, I, I keep coming back. I keep coming back. I keep coming back. Like, I won't go away. I'm, I'm like the, the cold I had a long time ago. It went away and it came back and it came back. Like Seriously, we just keep coming back. We don't quit. We keep rebounding. Back in the day when I was a kid, uh, we had this little thing. You weeble and you wobble, but you don't fall down. Y'all remember the weeble wobbles, right? And we just keep coming back. That's exactly what God's word is saying. But he says this, don't get weary. Don't get weary. The word weary is an interesting word because in the original language, it literally means to leak. Do not get weary. You're going to start getting, you're going to start leaking. You start leaking hope. I'm leaking joy. I'm leaking vision. I'm leaking excitement for my future. I'm leaking that something is exiting my life. I'm leaking peace. You ever had a tire that went flat on your car? Not because it had a nail in it. But just because over time it just began to leak and I had to stop and refill it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to continually keep refilling our life. We have to continue to pour back in because the last thing you want to do is get stranded on the sideline of life while everyone's passing because there's a place that we've got to go. But you see, there is an enemy in our life. There's opposition to your world, your advance. There's a pushback. If there weren't, we would all be there. But there's pushback. And the Bible says in the book of Daniel that there is an enemy that comes to push back on every Christ follower. And it's it says that his tactic is weariness. He comes to weary, to wear down, to spring a leak in every Christ follower so that you drain over time. It's not that I went crazy. I just lost my joy. It's not that I want to do anything nuts. I'm just not enjoying life. I'm just kind of here. And I become heavy in my marriage and heavy on the job and, and heavy with my friends. And I'm just sucking air and taking up room. There's nothing really strong happening in my life. Then we begin to live this horrible word called mediocrity a mediocre life you know what the word mediocre actually means in, in the latin it literally means stuck halfway up the mountain that's what that's not my opinion that's what that's what it means to be stuck halfway up the mountain i'm not on the top where i want to be i'm not on the bottom where i used to be i'm just stuck i'm not going anywhere 
You see, your life was, it's not intended to live halfway anywhere. It's not intended to just hang out. You're made. You were created to succeed, accelerate, to grow, to advance in life. And that's what you and I were supposed to be doing. There are some dreams inside of you that are screaming that are still wanting to come out. There are some books. There's songs to be written. There's, there's a business to be started. There's something inside of you that churns in, in, in the night. There's some, there's some seeds of greatness in you that people don't realize who they just shook hands with when they walked by you. But we can't live down to that. We've got to live up and accelerate and experience all that. You're going to have to take another shot. Weariness, this, this heaviness, it comes to, to, to work on us in these quiet times. And it comes to this little word called discouragement. Has anyone ever been discouraged before? Three of you. Okay, me too. But I, I've been discouraged before. I've been there. And here's the power of discouragement. I'm going somewhere. There's good news coming. But I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Because discouragement comes. It doesn't attack your abilities. Discouragement attacks your ability to try again, your willingness to try again. I don't want to try anymore. I'm just done. I tried. I failed. I tried. It doesn't work. I tried. it, And we just quit trying because trying takes effort. Trying takes worth. Trying, trying takes faith again. And so it, discouragement comes to pull that down. But let me, ladies and gentlemen, never lose your try. Keep your try going. Keep that thing. Take another shot in life. Keep on going. Decide what's going on because you and I can't afford to get stuck. So let me ask you something. How many of you would like to up your joy in life this week? Like this week, next seven days, just boom, right? That'd be good, right? How many of you like to up your finances this week? Would that be all right if your money got better this week? Anybody? Okay. Okay. That's something. Look, heaven has taken a picture. You might want to raise your hand on that, but that's, that's a money thing right there. How many, how many of you like to up your wisdom this week? How many of you more wisdom? Yeah, yeah. Good. Do me, do me a favor. Look at your neighbor right now and just tell him, up yours. Just tell him right now, just up yours, right? Just, just up yours. Uh, up, up all that. Uh, just up all that stuff. Up yours. If we're going to do that sometimes, if you're like me, we've got to take a real assessment of our life and we've got to just dislodge this thing. I can't live it stuck. How is it that I get myself there? Are there any people that still use, a, 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 let me start right here. Any fellow Mac users, you use a Mac computer. Where, where's the Mac computer? Going to heaven, going to heaven, going to heaven, going to heaven, going to heaven. Okay, good, good, good. Are there any PC users? A little personal computer, Hewlett Packard. Okay, Jesus loves you all too. That's all good. Amen. I, I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. Well, here's what I learned. When I was a PC user, I remember, have you ever been typing a document or something and the, and the screen freezes? Like a devil jumped up inside the daggone hard drive and it just stares at you. It's not moving. You're typing and it just sits there. You're going, no, because you got all this work done and now it freezes up. Man, you're laying hands on the screen and you're praying over it and confessing stuff you hadn't even done yet. You know, it just, just God, just please, please, I don't want to lose the document. No, not now. It's horrible. It's horrible to think it's right there and it's stuck. But they put these three ingenious, amazing buttons on a PC computer. That will help you get out of a stuck situation. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And so it's so bad, it's no longer a situation. It's a situation. I got a situation up in here right now, and we got to deal with this. And those three buttons are? Look, y'all are preaching my message for me right now. You got this thing down. They are control, alt, delete. Three amazing buttons. How many of you wish your teenagers came with a control, alt, delete button? Yeah, just like to reset them right now. Whenever got Control, alt, delete. Come say it with me. One more time, come on. Put some bounce to it. Come on, come on. 
Yeah, y'all gonna have to help a white person. A white person going to control out there. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're gonna make it. They did control out delete. Re, uh, uh, rebooting, unsticking my life. I want to talk about that real quickly today. How do I get my life moving again? How do I pry it up and get out of this situation? Number one, control. Very simply, I've got to make sure I'm gi- I've given God control of my life. That's how I feel. I, I, I've got to give God control. Now, now, that, now that sounds so simple and so well you're supposed to say that, but look, there's been some times I've felt out of control. Has anyone felt like that life is just running and you're just holding on by it, but just, I just hope I can make it to the other end? Hey, you got this, you got this picture. Have you ever felt like this right here? I think we got this. There we go. Jesus, take the wheel. Like, I, I can't handle this anymore. That coworker you got to work with, and that's how you feel on Monday, right? Ah, right? Okay. We, we, we've all been there. We, we've all had that kind of thing, that out of control feeling, that we're, we're anger. Or, 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 or just or depression or fear, anxiety. Uh, f- things come at us and they just seem to uh, take over our life. And, and we're, I'm not really in control here, but let me ask you something. Are we ever really in control? I, I, I think the idea of being in control is a, false, is a false idea. Because here's what I thought. Here's what I found out. When I've been living life for a minute, it takes one phone call to rock my entire world. One text message can completely uproot everything that I thought was good. Y'all live in Pensacola. It takes one storm to rearrange everything. All the schedules. We had, we had a, a wonderful beach day planned, but there's a hurricane coming. What are you going to do? Oh, go hold your beach day. Just go have at it. Enjoy yourself on that. We'll see who's in control here, right? Because there's certain things that dictate to us and rearrange our world. So let me ask you something. If that's the situation, then, then, then what do we do? How do we take control of our life? You're saying I've got to give control. I give it back to God. You see, your life is above and beyond your pay grade to handle. You're not equipped to handle the greatness God placed in you. You don't have the ability to control circumstances outside. You can't control any of that. I've got to turn my life over to God and say, God, you take the will of my life because I don't know what tomorrow holds or next month holds, but you do. And you know how to maneuver my life and help me handle whatever is coming my way. And God said, if you'll give it to me, I promise you, I'll make all things work together for your good. That means that all things doesn't just include that boneheaded boss you got to work for. All things can mean the divorce you went through. All things mean the bankruptcy that you had to file. Everything you've been through, I will force it to serve you in your future. If you will give me your life, what made you cry will make you laugh. What stole and brought loss, it'll bring increase in blessing. I will force it to work for you. Does anybody like how God can redeem some things and give you a second shot in life? Take another shot. Only God can do that. Why would I not give him my life if he can turn that whole situation around. David wrote, here's the key. Here's how you do it. How do I do that? Psalm 25, David put this, unto you, O Lord, do I bring my life. Unto you, God, here I am. The good, the bad, the ugly. Take it all. David said, when I bring my life to God, he has the ability to take it all and spend it. You see, God takes control over our lives the moment we start following his word. I want to say that again. God takes control over your life the moment you start following his word. Watch this. Sometimes we, our life starts going in circles because old maps will never take you to new destinations. 
I need to see something different. And what happens is we get good at living our life by where we've been as opposed to where he's taking us. And where he's taking you, you don't have any point of reference for that. I need him to show me what the next step is for my life. If I live my life out of my memory, I'm going backwards. That's experience. But if I'm going to live my life up to what God has planned, that's called expectation. And now I'm living life wide open. And I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow, right? And I can keep moving forward because he's got a plan for my life. Uh, years ago, I, I did, this, did this series at our church where I had to get into a NASCAR and drive a car around. I was never a NASCAR fan. That would, just wasn't my world uh, until I drove a NASCAR. So over at Disney World, they've got this thing just outside of Disney in Orlando uh, called the Richard Petty Driving Experience. Uh, and like you get bonus points on your man car for doing this. I'm just telling you right now. But, but, but I mean, they, they, so, so you get there and, and they put you in a onesie. Uh, they, put, they put dudes in a onesie and, and, and they slide you like the Dukes of Hazard in the window. Y'all remember Dukes of Hazard? Remember the General Lee, right? You slide through the window and, and you get in there and they, they put seatbelts all over you like Charlotte's Web. Man, you are just all wrapped up. They strap your helmet in like, oh my God, what in the world? I'm not living here forever. No, this is just for right now. And they're giving you all the, here's first gear, second gear, third gear. There's going to be a pace car in front of you and you're going to start doing you're going to do eight laps around this track when you get to this place over here there'll be a flag man if you're following too close to the pace car he's going to wave a yellow flag and tell you to back off a little bit if you're following too far back they'll wave a red one tell you to speed up a little bit if you're just right there'll be a white flag just keep on going and he says if you'll stay within two car lengths of this of the pace car then we'll get faster and faster and faster until we hit the top speed and so we'll see if you can handle that but Let's do this thing. So we're, I'm sitting in there, and they say, oh, by the way, before you take off, I'm sitting in the pits, right? They said, by the way, and there's nobody with me. It's just me driving. And they said, by the way, you see this white plunger down here, that white little knob? I said, yeah. They said, if you're in a crash, that's what I said. If you're in a crash, close your eyes, close your mouth, and pull that plunger. It will fill the car full of foam, and it will put any fire out that may be around you. Fire? This is not a Disney ride. You understand, like Mickey and Minnie are not here right now. I promise you, just that quick, the pace car in front of me, whoa, 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 whoa. and I started my car, Jesus, 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 and he took off, and before we got out of the pits, we're already in fourth gear. I've already downshifted, and man, we are screaming. This guy goes up beside the wall. They said, stay right behind him. He knows the path. I'm up beside the wall. I'm inches from the wall. I'm confessing to stuff that I hadn't even thought about doing yet, Like, and we're up there, and then he goes feathering hard down into the corners, and I'm pulling that thing on. This car is not going to make it, and I can feel the rubber in those tires gripping that road as it's trying it's wanting to take off but man that was just gripping it we came out of that corner and flew back up around the side and whoa and man we're picking up speed and I'm following this dude and, and we get to the flag guy and he starts waving the yellow flag back off I was up his tailpipe just chill out like okay back off and so we start doing laps and we're getting faster and faster the eighth lap we finish it and we come pulling in and all the color came back to my face and you know a, a great great time of prayer just a great time of prayer going around that and it came back in and we took us inside and, and they started announcing it was just a full class of people and they started announcing different times and so and so going 93 miles an hour, 93 miles is that all? And so okay everyone just gave them a the little consolation clap, oh bless his heart and so okay they, gave them that. they went all the way up and it was just down to just two of us left over and I'm like Jesus for your glory just let the preacher win today that's all because they know a preacher's here and preachers aren't sissies so can a preacher please win something for a change and finally the last name and the preacher with 122 points two miles an hour and I got like yes look what Jesus did it was an amazing experience amazing experience but here's why I'm telling you this 
I learned something that day that changed my heart, changed my life. And that's this. If you didn't know any better because I was following the pace car, you would have thought that the pace car was determining how fast I went. When the truth is the pace car only went faster if I followed faster. My following determined how fast the pace car went. Because here's what they said. If you can't stay up with the pace car, we're going to assume you're out driving your comfort and he will slow down to be with you. Because God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. God can run faster than what we're running right now. He said, I'm waiting on you to follow faster so we can go faster. The speed of your obedience determines the speed of your life. Just obey me and run. Obey me and go. Obey me and go. And as quickly as we can up our game, everything changes in our life. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be driving a high-performance car and going 75 miles an hour when God said, I've built you to run 150. Let's go. Would you please hit the gas and let's experience it for your marriage for your kids in your finances with your dreams you can have it all turn to three folk and tell them would you please drive just tell somebody would you please drive would you please drive number two watch if i'm going to get another shot reset my life i I, I control give him control number two i've got to alter alter my declaration alter my confession alter what i'm saying about my life has anybody besides you, any, have you, has your mouth ever gotten you in trouble? Yeah, that's, that was a good place for everyone to raise their hand right now. That was a great place for everyone to raise their hand. Yeah, me too, me too. Our mouth, we got to watch your mouth. Proverbs 18 says this, the tongue has the power of life and death. What you speak is what you're going to get. What you speak is what you're going to get. It's going to be a terrible week. Well, enjoy it. Go ahead. You just scheduled it. There you go. Have at it. We're never going to be able to afford that. Tell me how you like that. Poverty, blessing. I've I've tried both. I like blessing better. I've just, that's just for me. I've tried both. I've tried both. Take from experience. I just believe God's a blesser. You're going to get what you speak in life. You'll see it. That's what you're going to go for. This marriage is never going to work. Oh, well, tell me how you're going to enjoy that. That's seven days a week. You understand. You just scheduled failure. Seven, and you get to sleep with failure. You get to talk to failure. You get to eat breakfast with failure. Yeah, Yeah. Tell me how you like that. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to make sure that we're not using our voice to schedule 365 days of failure and loss and doubt and gloom in our life because every word of negativity, it undermines every promise God has made over our life. God has made promises, but he's waiting on your agreement to get involved and run with it. God does not force his blessing. He made a promise, and if we'll engage it, we'll live it. But we've got some things we've got to do to line up with God's word because here's what I found. The moment we start complaining is the moment we stop advancing. The moment we start complaining is the moment we stop advancing because words give direction to your life. Dr. Cho wrote a book years ago called The Fourth Dimension. He says that Korean neurologists have discovered that the speech center of your brain oversees your neurological system. In other words, what you say about your life and others affects your entire body. What you speak, it affects you first. We talk negative, we come out negative against other folks, that negativity runs through us. What we speak over ourselves runs through us. What we speak about our kids, our spouse, it runs through us. It's affecting our own bodies first, and our bodies are responding based on the words of our mouth. We've got to make sure that our declaration is strong. So in other other words, in order to get to that next season of our life, I've got to be able to stand in this room and declare what's coming in the next room, even though I'm not in it right now. 
I've got to believe that God's word is true and talk in faith about where I'm going, not just where I've been. So we start talking out of expectation, not experience. Because experience will take you backwards. Expectation takes you forward. So talk about the things that aren't there. I, I, I see my better days are coming. And just take a picture now because any minute now, it's all about to flip and change in my life. My best days are ahead of me. God is good. He loves me like that. I think I'm his favorite. Yes, I am. And so start talking life. Start talking joy. Start talking healing. Start talking breakthrough. Start talking increase. Begin to declare God's promises in spite of the problems and watch things change in your life. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 4 says this, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's an interesting word. Two-edged in the original language, which is Greek. The word edge in the Greek literally means mouth. The word of God is sharp. It's like a two-mouthed sword. An edge is a mouth. And God was saying this. When you hold his word in your life, this is one edge of that sword. God said, what I spoke to you is one mouth. When you repeat my word back to your situation, that is the other mouth. And the moment God spoke it, I believe it. God spoke it, I declare it. God said it, I say yes. The moment you and I begin to agree with God's word, not my opinion, but God's opinion, not how I feel. How do you know sometimes you want to slap the taste out of somebody's mouth today? You do not feel like the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. Love your neighbor as yourself. I'm not feeling that right now. I'm not feeling very biblical right now. But I've got to declare God's promise, not just my opinion. And the moment you and I begin to do it God's way, it becomes a two-mouthed weapon that destroys things in our life. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm trying to tell you is there is power in your life that you might not have ever accessed. And that's why God's opinion is greater. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. That God's opinion, where he has an opinion, mine is irrelevant. Where God has an opinion, my opinion is irrelevant. So stop adding mine to it and just say what God said and get out of the mix and let God's word stand for itself. So speak health over your body. I understand the doctors have one opinion. That's okay. Thank God for doctors, but I declare that by his stripes, I am healed. I still believe he's a healer. Just speak over your mind that my mind is at peace. My mind is at rest. I know I got these things happening, but I declare that his peace that passes all understanding will settle into my heart and my mind. Declare God's word and watch it work the situation in your life. Two mouth sword. It changes things. It changes things. The third thing here I just want to hit real quickly is this. If we're going to get a reset, I've got to make sure I'm giving God control of my life. Speed of obedience. Number two, I've got to make sure I'm altering my declaration, what I'm saying about my life. Speak life. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not going to have a bald spot. This hair is growing in my Speak over yourself, right? You, you declare some things. Number three, got to hit the delete button. Delete. Stop replaying the past. Let me just put it this way. Pucker up and kiss your past goodbye. Just tell your neighbor, just tell him, kiss your past goodbye. Just kiss your past goodbye. Just kiss your past goodbye. Let it go. Someone say that. Let it go. Let it go. Come on. One more time. Again. That's your next tattoo. It's going to look amazing. That's your just let it go. Let it go. Nothing holds more power over your life and my life than memory. Memory comes to fight faith. Memory comes to take you backwards instead of forwards. 
Memory is always reminding you where you've been. doesn't show you where you're going. Memory is one of the greatest things we all have to battle in life. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 talks about this. I want to lay this out and we're done with this. We're all going to go to Golden Corral. Here's what it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Demolish strongholds. It's, it's a powerful word. Everyone say strongholds. Strongholds. Stronghold is this. A stronghold is a lie that has been wrapped in experience. That's become a part of your BS, your belief system. It's your belief system. You got, it's a lie that's wrapped in experiences. So you heard, we're never going to be able to afford that. And then you went through lack in your life. And all of a sudden, the experience reinforced the lie. And now I live down to that belief instead of up to the promise. Oh, the enemy's good. He knows what he's doing. So he holds you hostage. All this greatness, all this capacity, all these promises, and I'm living down instead of up. You were made for more. You were made for so much more. We have to deal with these strongholds. A stronghold, in fact, this word stronghold in the original language, which would be Greek, it is built off of one root word called echo. An echo, 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 echo. You look good, 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 good. I'm hungry, 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 hungry. We should quit preaching, 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 preaching. We, we, it, it, there's an echo. There's an echo. An echo is that thing that it's said once, but it just keeps repeating, and I keep hearing it over and over again, and it layers my head, my heart. That's what a stronghold is. A stronghold is that lie that keeps repeating, and it keeps bouncing. And so you heard when you were eight years old, you're stupid, 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 stupid. And it's still echoing at 35. You're always going to be sick, always going to be sick, always going to be sick, always going to be sick. Never going to make it, never going to make it, never going to make it, never going to make it. And all of a sudden, these echoes, these lies, these voices that we heard in our family growing up out of a past relationship. The ex is over, but they're still living in my head because that voice is still bouncing around the corridors of my heart, and I can't seem to get rid I'm in a great place, but I have these thoughts and these ideas. My belief system has been affected by the wrapping of these, lie, these experiences around a lie, and it's reinforcing. It's never going to come out of this thing, and it's made a stronghold, and it's got me locked down, and I'm stuck. I got good news. We're coming out of this thing. Because here's what I found. I, I grew up in Virginia, and we, we uh, used to, as a family, used to go to this place called Hungry Mother Park. Hungry Mother Park is you had to dr drive up and around certain mountains in Virginia, and the hills were so curvy and back around, they kind of had places you pull over, throw up, get back in the car, and keep going, right? Because you had know, the motion sickness thing. And, and then you, but, but they had this one place that was, a, they call it a wide place on the road. And it was right on the edge of a great big valley, and cars would pull over there. We did it every time we were on the way to the park. Mom, dad, my sister, me, pull over, and you could look down for miles down this mountain range in Virginia, especially when the trees were turning colors. It was just absolutely breathtaking. People out there with their cameras. But my favorite thing as a kid is when once we stepped out there, I enjoyed shouting my name because it gave me an echo. So I get on the edge and go, Scott! And I'd hear, Scott, 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 Scott. A little narcissistic, I understand, but I, but I enjoy this thing. Scott, Scott, Scott. And I, and I would count how many times it would come back at me. Well, I, I've got this punk sister. I've got a little sister. She's, she's five years younger than me. And, and so she's standing there, and she sees her big brother go, Scott, Scott. And she steps up, and after I get two Scots back, she goes, Tammy. 
I'm hearing Scott, Scott, Tammy. Mom, she's messing up my echo. And Scott, 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 Tammy. And I'm like, oh, now I'm hearing my sister's voice come back at me 18 times. This is horrible. My sister taught me something that day. The way that you stop an echo is by putting a new sound on top of it. The way that I stop having that just keep layering in my head is I've got to put a new sound, a new declaration, a new praise. I've got to call a new name. In spite of what I've been hearing, I've got to stop the sound in my life. And that means I've got to speak what I don't feel. Before I come into it, I've got to declare it first. So we've got to stand in this season going, but God, you're good. And God, you're faithful. And that was then, but this is now, and that's my tomorrow. I'm not stopping until I get that start a new sound my family was jacked up messed up tore up crazy but we're starting a new sound from this day on I'm the changer in this lineage my family as for me and my house we will serve the Lord blessing and joy and hope and laughter and peace and provision it's coming from the north south east and west but you can't afford to pay cable right now I know I went to Abel but I'm still gonna be all right because God's working some things in my life and I'm speaking truth and I'm speaking hope and I'm speaking life I gave him control I've deleted all of all all my past I'm letting go of the negative talk I'm going forward I'm taking another shot in life I was made for more than where I'm living right now how many of you know that there's more than what you're living in right now anybody anybody got that seeds of greatness scream at you on the inside that there's more higher further we can get down this road I want you to get on your feet with me get on your feet come on and stand to your feet I want us to pray today and I want you to pray with some grit I want you to pray with an attitude today I'm not living backwards anymore. I'm going forwards. I'm going somewhere. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pushing forward. God, if you said it, I can have it. I'm not living stuck halfway up the mountain. I'm not living mediocre. I'm not living my life sideways, back and forth. I'm going for something in life. I'll believe big. I'm going to speak big. I'm going to declare big. I'm putting another edge to this sword. I'm going to laugh out loud again. Things change today. It changes today. I want us to pray. I want you to pray. Let's do it together. Father, today in this room, those watching online, we stand together, God, believing you for something like we have never seen before. I decree the next season, 2.0, is on the way in our lives. I decree, God, that our past is behind us, the experience is over, and we're going to flesh the memory because now we're forgetting things that are behind. We're pressing forward to things that are ahead. We give you control over our lives today. God, at the speed of obedience, the quicker we can obey your word, the quicker we can run at you, things change. God, we're coming after you. When I understand and when I don't, I declare that you're good and we will follow your word. We're coming hard, God. Let your word be a lamp to our feet, light to our path. I decree today, God, that we're going to alter our declaration. I'm speaking life over my family, over my kids, over my marriage, over this place I'm working in, over this dating relationship. God, I want to speak peace over my body, over my health. I speak peace over my finances. I'm calling a new season out. I decree it. I'm putting words out there that I will match your word in a two-edged sword. I will destroy every obstacle in the way of that thing trying to keep me held down. I will not live down. I'm taking another shot. And today, God, I delete the past. I'm letting the failure 
fear go. I'm letting the shame go. I'm letting all the mess that's trying to hold me back. I will live forward. I will live up. I'll have everything that your word said I can have. So the memory has got to go because it's time for new experiences. Let your promises come alive in your people. I pray to God. Give us a hunger. Give us a drive. Let tears well up on the inside because we know there's something better to live for. We're turning the corner today, God. We're upping our game. We're upping our expectation. We're looking forward. Thank you for a day of advance, a day of promotion, a day of increase because we start a new sound in our life today. We honor you. Would you take the next 10 seconds and speak life over yourself? Would you speak life over your marriage? Would you speak life over your kids and over your business right now? Contradict your circumstance and speak life over the situation right now. In spite of how I feel, I know who you are. And today, God, I thank you that I'm a victorious person. Continue to speak that over your life. And I want to do this today. If you're here and you don't know Christ as your Savior, If you've not just given him full control of your life, I invite you to make the wisest decision you've ever made in your life. When you give him control, he'll take your life higher and further than you ever would have known before. And he doesn't want anything from you except your shame, your past, your guilt, all of that. He says, give me that and I'll give you abundant life. Today, would you just pray a simple prayer with me and say, Jesus, come into my heart. Change me. Forgive me. I give you all of me and I receive all of you. I'm saved. You're mine and I'm yours from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Can you put hands together for people who just believe Jesus that simply, that easily? Amen, amen. TC, I want you to help me one time. Just we're, we're gonna, I'm going to turn this over to Pastor Brad. Everyone say, I got this. All right, now you got to help me here. Say, you got this. We got this. Let's do this. I got this. Look at your neighbor. You got this. We got this. Let's do this. I got this. You got this. We got this. Let's do this. Come on, come on. I got this. You got this. We got this. Let's do this. I got it. You got it. We got it. Let's do it. Okay. It only gets better from here. One more time. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise if you're ready to do this thing. Amen, amen. Come on, Pastor Brett. One more time, guys. Give it up for Pastor Scott Thomas in the house this morning. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Man, so powerful. And uh, from the bottom of our heart, Pastor Scott, we say thank you. And here's what I want to do before we move any further. I feel like I, I felt this in the first service, and I feel it in this service, too. How many of you guys is that message speaking to you right now? There's some stuff in the past we got to let go of. There's something we got to move forward towards, right? And, and I just believe that God wants to declare that truth right now over you. So we, I want to say one more prayer uh, as we get ready to wrap up today. That God, for those of you that are ready to say, God, I'm finally letting it go. Whatever it is, whatever it is that's been plaguing your mind, maybe it's something that happened to you, maybe it's a decision that you made, maybe it's somewhere that you went, maybe it's circumstances you went through, or maybe it's something that someone did to you, you had no control over, but it's been dictating where you've gotten so far, and you've been hitting a lid in your life. You've been hitting a ceiling that you can't get through, and you can blame it on you, you can blame it on somebody else, and you've had that opportunity up till now, But you're saying, God, I want to let go of that and I want to say yes to more. 
And if that's you right now, I just want to pray for you right now. And so if that's you, just lift your hand up to heaven right now and look to God. And when we lift our hands, what we're doing is as we lift our hands, we're just saying, God, I surrender. That's all that means. That means I'm not holding on anymore. I'm giving it to you. You can't hang on to something with open hands. Come on, somebody. So right now, you just open your hands and say, God, I'm surrendering. And so, God, right now, we just declare over every person in this room, Father, or those that have been held captive, maybe mentally, maybe spiritually, emotionally, financially, God, even circumstantially, God, even their marriage, Father, has been held back because of what was spoken over them as a child. Maybe they saw their parents as something and that has dictated their relationships, God. Whatever it is, Father, I just declare right now, God, that what was no longer is in Jesus' name. Where we have come from no longer dictates where we are going in Jesus' name. What I used to be, I no longer am. Where I used to go, I no longer am going. What used to hold me down is now going to be the pedestal that I stand on to declare the victory of God in my life. I no longer have to be a beggar. I now am a victor in Jesus' name because the victory of the cross has made it available to me. And I claim and I grab a hold of every truth that God has said that I have available to me. And I will walk in the truth of who God says I am. I'm no longer walking in who everyone says I am not. I am everything that God has declared me to be. And God, I pray that you break every chain in Jesus' name. I pray that you break every bit of bondage in Jesus' name. Father, take us to higher heights, wider widths, deeper depths than we've ever seen before. And let us know you in a better way than we've ever known you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. One more time, let's give it up for Jesus in this house. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.